Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Trail Mix Podcast. Uh, I am Philip the Trail Mix, and you all know my cohort, co-host, and the best brother in Christ anybody could ask for, Stephen the Navigator. What up? Yeah. So tonight is going to be a it's going to be an interesting one. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, um, like we had just said before we got on on air here, like as if the other ones aren't interesting, but (laughs) right. Um. So we are. Um, so everybody, unless you've been living under a rock, everybody is at least aware of what is going on in the Middle East right now, all the upheaval and all the stuff going on over there. Um, I guess let's let's just we'll just start it out like this. What do you what do you think about all of that? So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, for so for me, I, I think a lot. I've been thinking a lot about it lately because, like, I'm not a big news guy. If like anybody's ever met me or know me or anything, I'm like. I don't really care. Whatever's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. You know, sometimes once in a while I do flip on the oh listen to uh what is it? I don't know, Fox News Radio or whatever. So <clears throat> let me preface this my thoughts real quick because I'm like I we don't have um we don't listen to the radio in the house unless there's a Grizz game. Um and that's the truth. So uh, we don't have TV, um, but we do have like watch. You know, the kids like. Uh, I mean, we have a TV, but it's not hooked up. So it's hooked up to like an Xbox, and solely the we we have this Xbox solely for uh, Netflix and oh, okay. DVDs. The kids like you know cartoons or yeah yeah you know if there's a. a you know, when the stars align right, my wife and I have an evening together. We can maybe sit down and watch something. <laughs> on yeah, right, yeah. For 20 minutes before somebody falls asleep on the couch. But uh, um, anyway, so that's the gist of it. Like, we don't, it's not on in the morning. Like, you, you're more, if you come to my house in the morning for breakfast, you'll find a Bluetooth speaker on with some Pandora music playing. That's, that's about as far as it goes. Um. Do you listen to the radio on oh whatever I don't know what is it? It's not K Love. It's one of the other Christian radio stations. Anyways, they play in the news in the morning sometimes, periodically. Or once in a while I'll catch wind of something and I'll you know check it out on the the old handy dandy phone. So the gist of what I'm trying to say is like I don't watch the news at all on a daily basis by any stretch of anybody's imagination. So, but I have been paying attention to, you know, being on social media and stuff. You see 
a lot of wild things going on in the Middle East, which um, really point to everybody, including myself, think uh, Jesus is coming mm-hmm. at some point. You know what I mean? Yep. There's a lot of a lot of strange things going on um, since Hamas has attacked Israel. If I say anything incorrectly, if you know more than I do, correct me. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just presume you know more than I do. You probably, I would imagine. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of wild things going on. Like I've been reading about. I read a couple weeks ago that the Dead Sea, which is the lowest spot on Earth and the saltiest sea on the planet, is. Uh, turning into fresh water and there are fish in the pools along the Dead Sea which has never been fish in them before and there's vegetation starting to grow um, there are uh, sp- springs randomly popping out of the desert now uh, I think the big one is the Euphrates River starting to dry up mm-hmm. I think I think that was like I think that's what really caught my attention to begin with. They're like saying the Euphrates is starting to dry up and there's there's these weird, weird caves with these weird noises coming out of it. Um I read a thing, saw a thing a day or two ago that like the uh the Nile turned or I don't know if it's the Nile or some body of water over there turned red um randomly, quote unquote randomly. Um, I heard a snake crawl out of the the wall. What was it the wailing wall? All the Jews pray to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I heard a bill like a three foot snake crawled out of the wall the other day, randomly. I <laughs> uh, just it, apparently it, I don't say apparently like a lot of this stuff lines up biblically. I guess I haven't sat down and put like everything together but it seems like every time something strange happens over there with things that i've just mentioned there's biblical stuff to back it up so mm-hmm. that's where we're at tonight that's what i thought we, we would talk about um yeah so it's tough i i don't i'm trying to figure out how to say this like you gotta I don't live over there. You don't live over there. Right. Uh, so, but like when, if there's any skepticism, cause you, you never really can. I, I don't trust the news. You know, I don't, it's who knows what any, I mean, things, I mean, it's the other side of the planet, if you will, anybody tell you anything, I suppose. Not that I'm trying to discredit anything that's happening over there, but by any means, but <clears throat> when it's all over, social media and stuff like that. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's got my attention. Yeah. So yeah. I figured that's what we could jump into tonight. Yeah. Cause like you said, it's all over, it's all over Facebook. It's all over, you know, I mean, you, you turn on the news, you're going to hear about something that Hamas did or something that Israel did, depending on 
you know, all the, um, depending on which news outlet you listen, you watch, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. all of that aside, I mean, cause that to me kind of like, yeah, there, there'd be wars and rumors of wars, you know, that, that to me, that kind of thing falls under that category a little bit, you know, cause oh, yeah. There's all this other stuff that's coming out of it, you know, like what this country does or what this country is going to do and all of this stuff. Um, the It's that other, the other stuff that you, you had mentioned that really intrigues me, that really has me curious about what's actually going on, you know, like we know you... The Euphrates River is drying up. I mean, there's so many pictures of that. There's satellite pictures from 20 years ago and satellite pictures for now. And, um, you know, strange noises coming out of the caves. Yeah, okay. I mean, it could be, you know, as I believe, isn't that where, like, the angel that holds the key to the key to, uh, what is it? Holds the key to... Oh, I got to make sure I'm. Anyway, it's just that kind of stuff that really. uh... And and this is going to sound this is going to sound really strange, but it actually gets me kind of excited. Yeah. Um. And. Okay, so without going down any two major rabbit holes this early in the podcast, um, you know, depending on what you believe, whether you believe pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, whatever, that can that kind of statement can sound really, really strange to you. <laughs> um, but ultimately, I think that if you if you're a believer, a true believer and follower of Christ, things like this should get you excited. But at the same time, it should also, um, ignite a fire in you for sharing the gospel with people. Yeah. Because you know that time is running short, you know, and, Because, I, I mean, as bad as people think that they have it here, yeah. as much pain and suffering that they think they've gone through here, all of that, it doesn't matter how bad it is, pales in comparison to going to hell. And so while while things like this should get us excited at the same time, we should be, you know, we should be trying to reach people like, no, like, like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. 
And then, uh, oh, weren't there like some, uh, there was, what is that thing in Brazil, that big parade party thing they do? Is that that carnival? Yeah, yep. I heard that was like super satanic. Like I saw like pictures and videos from it. And uh, then it was like a day or two later after that, they got like this massive flood just like kind of wiped them out, you know? Hmm. I don't know, they're just like super weird. I mean, like to the normal person and be like, non-believer be like, just like all these super weird things going on you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah like things that have never happened before so if you look at revelations because we we're just talking about the euphrates drying up. <laughs> i was just turning there oh literally that's like that's like that's like the sixth bull that's bull number six so like yes. there are there are five bulls preceding that which makes me i want to read this kind of and be like what what's going on like here's the one here's the one i talked about earlier it's bull number two the sea turns to blood <clears throat> and then there's another one that says that the third bull is the, the waters turn to blood then fourth bull, men are scorched. First bull is loathsome sores. This is in Revelation chapter 16, by the way, if anybody wants to look it up. So verse 2, Revelation chapter 16. So the first went and poured out his bull upon the earth. And a, a foul and loathsome sore came upon men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. So with that, let's start with the first bull right there. So we just mentioned Euphrates dried up. So it says so the, so just hear me out. So mm-hmm. the Euphrates has not like completely dried up. It is in the process of drying up. Correct. Well, bull number six can't proceed before bull number one. Correct. So, so within bull number one, um, it talks about. It says uh, people who have, or men who have the mark of the beast and are worshiping him. So that Mm -hmm. has not happened. Right. So there's still time, people. That's right. And I'm just trying to put things in perspective, in order in my brain. I never. Yeah. And and Revelation, I mean, Revelation is a tough one to try to do that too regardless yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but there i mean there are certainly things going on that like um i don't obviously i'm pretty sure i think it's a safe statement to say that like um 
pardon me, the uh, Mark of the Beast has not been handed out to anybody that I, that I know of. You know what I mean? Like, we got groceries today and weren't harassed about anything, so I would mm-hmm. say, <laughs> I don't know, I might be coming around, I don't know. <clears throat> what was it, like, I think it was, like, during the pandemic, like, everybody was, like, there was a lot of talk about the mark of the beast or like getting your hand chipped, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Over, I think it was kind of, kind of the, the latest fit, latest, greatest craze. Like, I don't know, somewhere in like the Norwegian part of the world, if you will, you know, I may be wrong, but I think it was kind of that area. Um, Obviously, which is, and it's true. I mean, as far as I know, and you know that Euphrates is drying up. It hasn't completely dried up yet. Um, I don't know how long that'll take, but but other things like uh, the uh, like the Dead Sea. Uh, Turning into is starting to freshen up, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Heard that, and then you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't even know why I said that. What that's such an empty statement, you know what (laughs) I'm saying? So, I'm gonna punch in Dead Sea. Dead Sea. Fresh water in the Dead Sea. Because fresh water in the Dead Sea. Huh. Check this out. So during, so it says during the winter winter floods, fresh water trickles down from the mountains into the thick underground builds up buildups of salt. The fresh water dissolves the salt, leaving the chamber empty and fragile. As a result, major sinkholes have formed in the area around the Dead Sea, threatening anyone who dares tread across its surface. <clears throat> Hmm. But it does say, I, I, I mean, I just heard this the other day, like the Dead Sea is like, um, and those sinkholes, particularly the sinkholes, are starting to fill with fresh water. And there's fish in these things, and there's vegetation growing around the Dead Sea, which has never happened before. But it says in the Bible, these things will happen. <clears throat> so I wish I knew where. I want to say, like, in Daniel or something. It's in the Old Testament. I'm almost positive. Almost positive. Daniel, where are you? I'll find you. The odds of finding this, like, within... Decent amount of time. 
probably mildly ludicrous. But we could just flip right to it. You never know. Where is it? You're in here somewhere. So much stuff in this Bible. Like papers and all that. Can't find anything in here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, hey, I just I just think I think I may have just found it. Find it. Uh Ezekiel. Ezekiel, yeah, okay. Ezekiel. 47? 47? 47, yeah. Where it talks about... Uh, I was one book off. My bad. 47. Flip the pages. Awesome marshes. It's talks about the great sea. Dead sea. For this water, for this water goes there, the waters of the sea may become fresh. So every, everything will live where the water goes. What verse is that? That is, uh, uh, it's half a nine. Half a nine. Yeah, I just kind of start in the middle in verse nine. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Let's see, what does this say down here? January 1st of Jordan, part south of the Dead Sea. Okay, so I don't what year says in verse 8. Uh, and then he said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah. And oh, enters okay, the just, sea. Okay, mine says uh, into the valley and enters the sea. Okay, so <clears throat> my little footnotes down here, it says the Arabah generally refers to the Jordan Valley, usually the part south of the Dead Sea, but here it probably refers to a more limited sense to the plains of Jericho. As the waters are en route to the sea, uh, for example, the Dead Sea. Okay. Yeah, um, my, my footnotes mentioned the Dead Sea also. Okay. And then in 10, let's see. Uh, fishermen will stand beside the sea from, I'm going to butcher these two words. Mm -hmm. 
Engedi to Inaglam, Inaglam. Sure. And then, so then the footnotes down here, Engedi and Inaglam are both the shore, both on the shores of the Dead Sea. Okay. And Getty is known about the midpoint of the west side, but the location of Enaglame remains uncertain. And then all the footnotes down here keep talking about the Dead Sea. The saltiness of the Dead Sea inhibits life, but provides yeah. salt. This essential element is preserved, whatever, whatever. Yeah, so there's that. <clears throat> All this stuff going on, it's never happened before. It's got to make somebody want to think, like, what in the world is going on? You know what I'm saying? I wish I could stop saying you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> stop it! <laughs> Like you can't make this stuff up. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I don't know what I'm saying, Jar. Every time I say it, it costs me a dollar. <laughs> uh, yeah, cause, you know, honestly, though, like all this stuff, it. <sighs> It seems like there's always something that comes up that kind of, I don't know, makes big waves. Like, I don't know if you remember, uh, this has been quite a while ago now, quite a few years, the, uh, where they had the, supposedly the recording of the trumpets. Like, yeah, you know what? Once in a while, I come across a reel like that. Like, there's just like, yeah, I wonder how real that is, you know? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yup. So, what'd you find? So, I found the snake thing. No. Oh. Snake emerges. So, this is from the Times of Israel, their news over there. Snake emerges from Western Wall cracks, halting prayers. Harmless coin mark snakes captured prompt speculation on its proton by internet commentators. Let me just read this real quick. Prayers in the Western Wall were unexpectedly interrupted on Wednesday night when a snake slithered out from the stones above the woman's prayer section. I didn't know there was a woman's section. What about yes, that? That's- the reptile caused some panic and embarrassment among the worshippers below until a skilled snake catcher was found 
to capture the serpent, according to Western Wall Heritage Foundation, uh, which was released video of the incident. The catcher pulled the snake from the wall to applause from worshippers and posed for photos with his quarry. He identified the snake as a coin-marked snake an indigenous species which looks threatening but is non-poisonous. The snake seemed to be in pursuit of pigeons or their eggs and was likely trying to flatten up fatten up for the winter. The Ynet news site reported. Um, the coin mark snake named for its distinctive round markings is native to a wide swath of the Middle East, Central Asia, and Southern Europe. It can grow nearly five feet long and feeds on birds, rodents, lizards, and uh, <clears throat> other snakes. The sudden appearance of the serpent emerging from Judaism's holiest site prompted speculation among the internet commentators, some of which who drew connections to Adam and Eve, and predicted both the coming of the Messiah and bad tidings for the people of Israel. The snake is not the first frightening incident at the wall this year. In July, a 220-pound boulder dislodged from the wall and fell to the plaza floor, nearly crushing a woman at prayer below. I think that's the end of the... Yeah. That's it. Okay. So I'm cu I would be curious to know cuz I'm kind of looking at this uh I did a quick quick search here for you know snake from the western wall and mm -hmm. and it uh this sounds like just reading reading this. It sounds like this is um, <clears throat> um like an Orthodox Jewish thing. Oh, like uh, it claims that a prophecy about the Messiah's coming is about. To be fulfilled. I don't know. It just sounds like it's because they're still waiting for the Messiah, right? And so, to use that word, to use that verbiage, the Messiah is coming. It makes it sound to me like it's an Orthodox Jew Jewish thing. I don't know mm -hmm. that for sure. That's just kind of my first at oh, first yeah, glance. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, but it's let's see the 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 blogger claim the bloggers claim the symbol of a pigeon fleeing a snake shows we are living in a dan in dangerous times, directly predating the coming of the Messiah. Um, the okay, so this is another quote from. Uh, breaking Israel news, 
The evil inclination personified by the snake in the, in Eden will make a resurgence in the days before Messiah. Oh, I see. Okay. So the in in Jewish teachings, Israel is sometimes compared to a pigeon or a dove. Okay. So the snake chasing after the pigeon is like <clears throat> supposed to be a sign that you know, something's going to chase after Israel or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, this is definitely Orthodox. Orthodox. When the pigeon comes out from the stones, or the Jews move away from the Torah, they are in danger. Oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Because you know what that sounds like to me? What does that sound like to you? That sounds to me like uh, building up to the Antichrist. Oh, speaking of that, did you hear about... <laughs> so this... Check out this rabbit hole. You know, all these, <laughs> these, are, these are all connected. So... I looked this up a while ago. I'm pretty sure I almost want to say like maybe your wife posted this or I don't know. Maybe I was just rabbit holing one night. Um, there is a so the Pope has opened his trap and said um, oh, I'm totally paraphrasing here, but they're kind of like um they're all inclusive kind of now. And they're like, he's like literally like changing doctrine and they've started this, uh, um, over there in the middle East, there is a, uh, uh, it's a three part building. If you will, it's like, uh, Muslim. Yeah. Uh, Catholicism, and then like yes, some sort of Jew, some sort of all inclusive form of Judaism, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At that time, I really meant it. So yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So now I, that was mentioned to us Wednesday night at church. So. And I've heard yes. that before, but I didn't, I didn't know it was like up and running now. Yes, uh, it like, opened oh, in 2022. Yeah, I didn't. I, maybe that's it's been a while since, but it's not since I've. But anyways, yeah. So I guess that's like up and rolling, and it's. A, I guess it's. I guess what brought it on, what sparked it, was like the Pope. Uh, like kind of like, well, not kind of. I guess he's like straight up changing doctrine or theology or whatever if you will i don't, yep. I don't know if i'm using the right terminologies or I, I think i am using the right terminologies but uh 
Yeah. There is some whacked out stuff going on. Yes. And because I, 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 I know what you're talking about. I, I, I remember, I remember reading about that. I still have the, the, uh, thing up on my phone. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's one world, one world religion headquarters. Yeah. That they, they call, they're calling it the Abrahamic family house. Yes. That's what it is. Yo, yo. Uh, let's see. It's being done in collaboration with Pope Francis and Sunni, Sunni Muslim leader. Uh, I'm not even going to try to. Al Tayeb. I'll do, I get his, that last part right. Sure. Um, after they both signed a global peace covenant called the Document of Human Fraternity for World Peace. Um, yeah, it, it's just... Um, it's bananas, absolutely. It is absolutely bananas, and this would have been a good one to have, uh, to have Joy on if she would have, if she would do that, because she has, um, all kinds of, um, information about this kind of thing, like the you know rebuilding the temple and um doing re starting doing sacrifices again oh yeah so that brings you to that brings me to the uh the red heifer have you yes heard about the red heifer? oh yes like they have to do the red heifer thing mm -hmm. before they start building the new temple so but the red heifer's here apparently yes they have um from what I've been told, they have the red heifers, <clears throat> which they have to. Okay, so the way I understand it is they have to sacrifice the that special breed or whatever of red heifer, and then they use the ashes to consecrate all of the temple implements and things like that, and they they have everything that they need yeah um, so here it is I just pulled it up. the red heifer female bovine which has never been um this is just so this is like wikipedia the uh, okay the definition the red of uh, a female bovine, which has never been pregnant or milked or yoked, also known as the red cow, was a cow brought to the priest as a sacrifice, according to the Torah. And its ashes, like you said, were used for the ritual purification of corpse uncleansiness, that is, an Israelite who had come in contact with a human corpse, human bone, or grave. So, but it has has a Hebrew Bible here. Uh, okay. 
this is this is from Numbers nineteen. Um, right half for this is still under Wikipedia. It's under the heading of Hebrew Bible. The red heifer offering instructions are described in Numbers 19. The children of Israel were commanded to obtain a red heifer without spot, wherein no blemish, and upon never came yoke. <clears throat> so, like we said, you know, never been yoked or anything. The heifer is then to be slaughtered and burned outside of camp. Cedar wood, hyssop wood, hyssop, and wool or yarn dyed scarlet are added to the fire, and the remain, remaining ashes are placed in a vessel containing pure water. In order to pur purify a person, who has become ritually contaminated by contact with a corpse, water from the vessel is sprinkled on him uh, using a bunch of hyssop on the third and seventh day of the purification process. Then the priest who performs ritual then becomes ritually impure and must then, must then wash himself and his clothes in living waters. He is deemed impure until evening. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Sorry, that. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, the red heifer things like bam. I'm like, they got everything to do what they need to do. It's going down, man. It's coming. It is. It is. It, you know, it. like, I'm sure there's probably people out there that might be listening to this going, yeah, yeah. Every generation has their end times feelings or inclinations or whatever. And that's, and that's true. Sure. But there's a lot of things that are different about right now. It's just, there's, there's too many things that are lining up with the, with what this book says is going to happen. And I, and I don't know. It just it's you, you can't you can't ignore it or write it off like that. I don't no. think. No. So to put this in perspective about the red heifer, because like people are like, oh what's so great about the red heifer? <clears throat> here's here's the it says how rare is a red heifer? A, and here's the answer. A qualified red heifer has not been found in Israel in almost 2,000 years. Now yeah. they have one. Yes. Wake up, people. And what happened 2,000 years ago, roughly? 
Oh, I, I have I have a pretty good idea. You know, um, I think uh, it was right around then that the veil was torn and we had the ultimate sacrifice that was on the cross for us. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it, there's no such thing as coincidence. Somebody would say, oh, well, pretty, pretty big coincidence that as soon as Jesus died on the cross, the red heifers kind of disappeared, right? Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. big coincidence. Very big. Well, I would say it's also just as big of a coincidence, quote, unquote, coincidence, that just before his coming back, they would all of a sudden show up again. I don't yeah. know. That's just me. But no, I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah, there are too many things going on to be ignored. Yes. Yeah. And that, like, this is, so, so some people listen to this, we'd be like, okay, so what's your, what's your point? Well, our point, if I may be so bold as to speak for both of us, is simply this. If you know where you're going, then that's going to drastically change how you, how all of this stuff affects you. Like, if you know 100% without a doubt that you are, you are going to heaven, you're going to be with God for all of eternity. You are, you know, you're, Excited may not be the right word because there's a lot of potentially really nasty, you know, scary stuff that comes along with the end times. Yeah, yeah. But it still doesn't change the fact that that you have nothing to worry about. I guess that would be the biggest change is your anxiety level is going to be a lot lower. Yeah. regardless of what's going on in Israel and Hamas and Russia, Iran, and all these other places that, you know, they're, they're going to do what they're going to do because that's what God has in his plan for them to do. Mm. So, like, I, I, you don't have to worry about, um, I guess you, you know, we know how the story ends. We know, we know that, that, I mean, God isn't just going to win. He has already won. And so that to me is kind of the, I don't know, the, the big question in all of this is, you know, if, uh, yeah, if you were to ask yourself, 
where where am I going when I die? What's in store for me in the in for all of eternity? If you were to be totally honest with yourself, do you know where you're going? And if you don't, that's that's kind of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think it's funny. I don't know if it's funny, but I think we we use that term a lot, so mm. Uh, of all the things they put on the news, if you will, if you want to call it news, um, like everything we have right now that that we just talked about, and there's more things to come. But somehow, somehow, there's like. Still, people that like won't believe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, or I, I don't. It's it's not coming out of my head like I wanted to. Yeah, no, I I get I get you. I think, and there's um, me me and like like in the Bible, it just it just talks about like all the people that follow the non, you know the. Antichrist, if you will, and everything that goes wrong, and everything the people that go along with it. But it's like, like, but you have all these things going on right now to give you a heads up. That's what's coming. So I, I guess I just, it's it's hard to comprehend now that like the vehicle's been thrown into gear, you know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know how it's, how it's put down. That red heifer, though, I keep reading about that red heifer while you were talking. I'm like, that is a pretty stinking serious ordeal, this red heifer. Oh, yeah, that's huge. Silly as you may think, like, oh, it's just a red heifer, you know? walking stakes no it's this is legit this is this is a serious thing man yes because that is the the if there was one thing that they absolutely have to have it's the red heifer and it's the one thing that hasn't been seen in 2000 years yeah and it's back here it is it's like having a car. You got all the parts of this car. I'm trying to put it together. Get it all together, and all of a sudden, you're like, "We have no gas." And someone just miraculously shows up with gas. You know, mm-hmm. after two thousand years. I don't know if that was a good analogy or not. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Sure, that works. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, it's exciting, but like, 
it's a little disappointing at the same time because you know like not everybody's gonna come along you know mm-hmm. yeah i mean what if they just what if they just talked about this stuff all the time versus like all the bad stuff in the world like hey you know that jesus guy um you know the bible like hey this this stuff's going on you know mm-hmm. put that on the news put that on the news instead of like hey let's get as many people as we can to go to heaven as we possibly can right i mean we're trying to do that regardless but like It'll never be on TV, if you will, like all the other garbage they put on TV. Right, right. But maybe that's how it's supposed to be, I guess. It's just up to people like you and I. Yep, yep. I think I think you're right. And and you know you gotta. Um. You know, just God's will. And God's plan are, yeah, his thoughts are not our thoughts, all of that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, there, there's definitely um, a huge level of, of trust and, and faith and that kind of thing. And, and I think that might be why people are so, I don't know, reluctant to, to jump in is, you know, the, most people, they don't like, mo- most people are control freaks. Yeah. And there's definitely, um, yeah, when you boil it right down, there's zero control. Like, you're, <laughs> you, yeah, there, there's free will and there's the, the those kinds of things, but But uh, ultimately, God's God will fulfill will. He will complete His will. He will complete His plan. And um, and then the other side of that is is knowing or kind of understanding, you know why um you know on the opposite side of things like satan's satan's goal or whatever you know cuz every everybody says oh satan's like this um uh arrogant you know whatever he thinks he's going to win um I, I don't I don't know if that's true or not. I, I just wonder if he knows that he's going to lose, and he's he knows that the only way that he can, um, I don't know, the only way that he can grieve God because he can't hurt him, but he can he can grieve God, right? Like. I have to imagine that yeah, every time somebody accepts Christ, there's rejoicing in heaven, right? Right. And so there's got to be like a, a certain amount. You know, God doesn't want us to go to hell. He didn't create hell for us. 
Yeah, thank you. I was gonna say that. So Satan, I think, knows that he's gonna lose. So he's trying to take as many of us with him as he can. We because God loves us and um I don't know, have you, I don't know if you've ever seen Nefarious. No, I wanted to. Like the so the guy who came up with that, like he's a talk show guy on uh and I used to listen to him all the time. I can't find him now. Hmm. Anyways, I wanted I've seen a couple clips and he's like talked about it the whole time. Like he's been talking about it for the past couple of years. And anyways, um this is my long answer to no. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I've been wanting wanting to see it. Um, I've seen a couple clips from the movie, and I'm like, "Wow, that's that's good stuff." Yes. So, yeah, highly recommend. No, I've seen it. Um, because so the the whole premise of the movie for those that don't know about it is. Um, so a psychiatrist goes into a prison to evaluate whether or not this, uh, murderer is, uh, mentally sane enough to stand or to be executed. Cause he's scheduled to be executed in like, I don't know what it was like 24 hours or 36 hours, something like that. And so this murderer is. Uh, the guy is possessed by a demon, and the demon's name is Nefarious. And so in the interaction between the psychiatrist and the demon, and um, the the demon is goes on these tangents where he's talking about um, where you know, the demon talks about the enemy, which is God. And so he's... It's very, very much like the screw tape letters, where he kind of ex- explains their their thought process and why they do what they do and how they do what they do. And there is a particular scene in there that really, um, you know, I never even thought about. Uh, he's talking about abortion. Yes. And that was actually really powerful because it was the the demon is describing how the uh the um the I think he used Molech as an example, which was one of the gods little G gods that the I don't remember who it was that worshipped him. But they would do uh, infant sacrifices to this to this god Molech, and how they would have this bronze statue with fires going underneath the palms, and they would the um, they'd have drums to drowned out the sounds of the screams and um it just it was very detailed it was it was and whatever but and then he starts talking about modern day and he says yeah it's the now the priests wear surgical scrubs and there's no need for drums because the baby's inside the womb and 
and uh and just that that correlation between those two was just it, it was crazy but i'd never thought of that before yeah yeah um anyway all of that to say it was, it's a good it's a really good movie i would suggest anybody out there to uh, to, to watch it it was really good uh, it's that just a, a little caveat it's classified as a horror movie it's not really yeah uh, we it doesn't, show, hmm? doesn't show anything or whatever no no it doesn't it doesn't show anything. The, the, i think the worst thing i would say probably the worst thing that it actually shows um a couple of things actually like the at the beginning of the movie the um the murderer's current psychiatrist commits suicide so you see him falling off a building going down past a window gotcha. uh and then towards the end when the execution happens um but that's really i by comparison with the, all the other stuff that's on tv on netflix and all that it is it is not a horror movie like yeah i mean what's on tv blows my mind oh it's crazy absolutely insane um so yeah anyway uh i totally got sidetracked and derailed i don't even know where i was going with that now i don't know it's a good show i mean i've heard it's a very well done i heard that the guys who did god's not dead did this were in on this movie they were yes yeah yep. so you know it's good yeah, I wish I could remember what the guy's name was though. I don't know. It was ba- I hear his voice in my head. Yeah, it was uh, the name of the book that it was based on was a nefarious plot or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been looking. I've been trying to get a hold of that book, but I haven't been able to find it yet. I gotcha. Nefarious plot. Yeah, I'm gonna look when we're done. I'm gonna look it up because I can't. I was gonna bug me until I find that guy's name again. Because I used to, I would listen to, I would listen to Glenn Beck, and then right after Glenn Beck was this other guy who did Nefarious. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was very well done though. Was, yeah, the, that's what I the guy that they got to play uh, Nefarious and the the murderer, he he was a very mm-hmm. very good actor. Yeah, he looked pretty intense. Like he was. Yeah, because yeah, he... yeah, I just saw that. I, I saw that one clip you were talking about. It was on, I don't know what it was on social media or something. But... Yeah, that's where I first seen it. Was on, I think it was on Facebook. I first saw the. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to write that down. See if I can find it. Yeah. So. I wonder if it's on Netflix. Um, it was because that's where we watched oh, really? it. Yeah. I'll check it out. See if it's there. Anyways, yeah, heavy stuff. It's real. It's legit. It's not science fiction or make believe. Stuff's real. Happens. It's happening right in front of us as we speak. Right. Nope. I guess the gist of this entire rabbit hole episode (laughs) is uh. 
Um, the signs are real, people. I mean, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, something or someone's coming, and that something or someone is Jesus. Yes. He's coming back. Um, and it'd it, it, it be a really good life choice to accept him. <laughs> Yes. Not out of fear. We're not here to tell you, you know, to scare you to death about it or anything. Right. We're, we're giving you, like, here are the signs, you know? It's like, it's like you're free to do what you want with them. They're, they're here. They're legit. They're real. This stuff just doesn't happen every day. It's never happened before. Um, so, it, I mean, it's worth looking into. It's before it's too late. <clears throat> so... You know, all that things, all the things you think you're going to miss uh, here on Earth, or now, if you just, I mean, you're going to, you're going to be better off with Jesus, you know, just accepting Jesus and like, versus like, well, I have to give up this and I have to give up that. I'm like, well, if you, you just have Jesus, you'll, he'll fill all those holes in your life that you think you need all this other stuff for. So. Uh, and there's no there's no special prayer there's no you just have to believe confess with your mouth that Jesus is Jesus and that's it like I've said before like you, you don't get cleaned up before you get in the shower you just get in the shower let the water and soap do the work so right. let Jesus Holy Spirit do the work just gotta get in Right. That's it. Easy peasy. Piece of cake. Yes. No big deal. I love that shower analogy. It's the Guys. best analogy I think I possibly come up with. I'm not being cocky or anything, but I mean, I mean, that is like, it's just, it's that basic. It really is. I think we take the word of God and overcomplicate it a lot. And it's not, it's here for us to understand. It's not overly complicated by any means. Um, I mean, you can go as deep as you want on it, literally, but overall the general purpose of it is like here you go <laughs> this is the how-to book Just jump in the shower that's all you gotta do jump in that's it yep there's no judgment there's no nothing if you go into a church it's now no church is perfect by any means but um so here I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna end with this <clears throat> on my half. I saw was this last night or the night before it was a reel on Facebook. Um there was a guy who's going to church, his phone went off during the service. And uh, he got super embarrassed, you know, got the phone shut off. But anyways, like after church he was like, you know I I think it went off so much like the pastor said something from the pulpit and some people gave him grief after church about it and so on and so forth. Needless to say, the guy never went back to the church. He ends up at a bar. And he ends up at the bar down the street from his house or whatever because he, he was so embarrassed. He was like, screw it, I'm just going to go get a drink. He's at the bar. He's at his table or whatever. And uh, he's just a wreck. Uh, or whatever. And he, anyways, he's at the bar, drops his drink, spills all over. 
You know what happens at the bar? The janitor came over, cleaned up his mess. The bartender came over, told him not to worry about it, don't sweat it, it happens. Got another drink. Some other people came over, asked him if he was okay, so on and so forth. He never went back to that church. He started going to that bar every night. So, it's your choice on how you treat people when you go to church. Everybody's there for the same reason. We're trying to get to heaven. We're trying to do the best we can. We need to be helpful with each other and not... Um, it's the last place you should judge anybody is that church. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, we're all guilty of it in some form, way, or fashion. Right. But uh, that's... Dude. Yeah. That's that's how I... Uh, that's, that's my two cents for the night. so i guess i would have uh a couple of things i guess um like like steven said we're not here to try to scare you into anything um however the you know you read about you read about Jesus in the bible you read about Jesus in the the, the gospels and um everybody kind of has this picture of of Jesus as um this kind of super nice super loving super caring um you know that that kind of idea of of Jesus which he was the first time he came the second time he comes we're going to see a different Jesus He's coming to He's coming back to uh where I wish I knew where that was. It's I think it's in Revelation where it describes you know him coming with a sword in his mouth and his eyes are like fire, I think. Oh yeah. Um, And it, it, he is very much going to be that warrior king that the the Jews were initially hoping for. Mm-hmm. And By by that time, it's already too late, and you think you're. Do you think fear is a is a deal now? <laughs> um. That that's a level of that I can't even put into words. So I guess basically is for the non-believers that might be listening to this. You, I guess you got to ask yourself, 
ask yourself uh, uh, this question. Whatever you might believe when it comes to the quote-unquote afterlife, what if you're wrong? What if I'm wrong? Because that is a question that initially got me into, you know, looking into uh, and believing. Um, was, you know, I asked myself, okay, so if, if, if every Christian that I've ever known is wrong, then what's, what's, what's in store for them? Nothing. Right. Because honestly, right. if, if this is all bubkiss and nothing is, none of this is true, then there's just nothing, right? Yeah. But if I'm a non-believer, which I was at the time, what if I'm wrong? What's in store for me? Eternal torment where um you know what i now know is complete separation from god is really the ultimate torment um and that i mean that did scare me a little bit yeah which I mean, a certain level of of fear isn't, you know, where is it? Where is it in? Is it in Proverbs? I think where fear is the beginning of wisdom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I'm I I'm not I, I don't know. I kind of toe a fine line here, you know. Yeah, I don't want you to. I don't want people to to get scared and. And then come running to Christianity, and then when that isn't gone immediately, then they get frustrated and walk away, whatever. Yeah. But it's definitely something to think about. You know, what what if I'm wrong? Um And then eventually all of that didn't matter for me because now I know that I'm right. <laughs> now now I know where I'm going. Right. And I don't know. I, I just can't. I can't stress how enough how um how how good it feels to not have anxiety about all of this stuff because I have I have a 
relationship with the the one being that has written all of this stuff that has um that has put all of this in motion for his glory and for the good for my good because i love him right and then i would say to the uh believers that might be listening to this where is your urgency level as far as sharing the gospel because I feel like it should be relatively high, especially if God's putting somebody specifically on your heart. You know, if you've got a guy in your carpool or whatever, where you work, at your factory, at your office, whatever it might be. And if you are listening to this and you just heard that, I guarantee you, you just had a name flash in your head. And if you had a name flash in your head, you need I start praying for whoever that is and asking asking God to show you opportunities to share him with that person. And then courage to be able to do that. Um I I, I just I just feel like we are we are super close and I mean close is a relative term um but we're close nonetheless and so that is the question that I think believers should be asking themselves I I've been asking myself that question a lot lately is like where where is my urgency level as far as sharing the sharing the gospel with people and and intentionally looking for opportunities to share the gospel to um do uh whatever might be reach out type programs like um handing out meals to homeless or i don't know whatever it is if if God's putting it on your heart to do something, now is the time to do it and just dive headfirst and, you know, just do it. <laughs> just do it. <clears throat> Agreed. Just do it. I lost your video feed, man. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, people, we hope you enjoyed this. We hope you get something out of it. Oh, you're back. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> huh. So, with that said, we love you. God loves you. Peace. Peace out.